Good morning, Oregon. It's Monday, June 28th. This is Jamie Goldberg with a news briefing from the Oregonian and Oregon Live. Portland reached a record temperature of 112 degrees on June 27th, shattering the previous high of 108 degrees set a day prior on June 26. Salem, Eugene, Roseburg, and the Dalles all recorded all-time high temperatures on June 27th as well, as the state faced an unprecedented heat wave. Before the record-setting heat wave, Portland's previous high temperature was 107, set in 1965. The heat is expected to continue June 28th, with forecasters predicting temperatures to reach up to 114 degrees in Portland, potentially setting a new record. The record-setting heat led to closures, cancellations, and schedule changes in the Portland metro area. TriMet announced it was halting service on all MAX lines and wouldn't resume service until June 29th because the heat was straining the power grid and the overhead wires that power MAX trains. The Oregon State Fire Marshal said Sunday that Oregonians would be able to pump their own gas until June 29th, relieving gas attendants who had to brave the heat over the weekend. Governor Brown will lift Oregon's mask mandate, capacity limits on businesses, and social distancing requirements no later than June 30th, scaling back earlier plans to reopen the state only when 70% of the adult population is at least partially vaccinated against COVID-19. The state will still adhere to federal guidance, mandating masks in specific settings such as airports, public transit, and healthcare settings, Brown said. As of June 25th, 69.1% of Oregonians 18 and older had received at least one shot, but daily vaccine doses have plummeted recently. An analysis by the Oregonian Oregon Live estimates Oregon won't reach the 70% threshold until at least July 7th. Oregon lawmakers wrapped up a five-month session June 26 that was marked by determined and at time contentious efforts to address long-standing inequities within the state and by staggering amounts of spending on infrastructure, the state's wildfire response, support for vulnerable Oregonians, and a host of other projects. The high-spending session was made possible by an unexpectedly robust rebound in Oregon's economy and an infusion of billions of dollars in federal recovery funds. Sweeping police accountability reforms, which some white lawmakers previously did not view as urgent, passed thanks to lawmakers' heightened awareness of racial inequities and a desire to address them. As a result of legislative decisions, spending will happen on an astounding scale, particularly for infrastructure. But legislative leaders are worried that state agencies and other public entities may be swamped by the demands of trying to spend so much money delaying relief and improvements to communities badly in need. Oregon's lowest-paid workers will be earning more beginning July 1st, as much as $14 an hour for some. It's the sixth of seven increases lawmakers mandated in 2016, which have steadily raised the state's hourly wage from 9.25. Oregon will have one of the highest minimum wages in the nation when the new rates kick in July 1st, but the rate varies considerably depending on where you work. Oregon lawmakers took an innovative approach, mandating different minimums for different regions of the state. So the $14 hourly minimum applies only to the three counties in the Portland metro area. Employers in other Oregon counties, however, may pay as little as $12 an hour. The difference is meant to account for lower costs of living outside the metro area. Thanks for listening. You can support our local journalism by subscribing to Oregon Live. Go to OregonLive.com slash pod support.